0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network.
1: Hey Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank the Dolphins Talk Network for their support. Uh, make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another Finn fans podcast. This evening I'm here with Daniel Reinhardt. What up, Finn fans? And Ryan Norwood.
2: Hey there, Dolphins.
1: And Louis Ragoni. Hello,
0: hello, hello, Finn fans.
1: We are here tonight, guys, to talk about the NFL draft. We only have four picks in this draft, and uh, you have to wonder if there's any room for error because there are definite holes on the team that that need to be plugged. So, we'll kind of go through it and see who we think they might be looking at and maybe our preference, you know, and uh, go
3: from there. Daniel, you put a lot of work into this? I put enough work into it. I, yeah, uh, I I know, know you're
1: a bit of a draft, Nick.
3: I, I, so typically I am all the way deep in the draft two months ago because I'm a huge Dynasty fantasy football guy, but I've been busy with a new job and busy with family and I haven't dove in, into it quite as much as I normally do. However, uh, I do know these players because I'm a Dynasty fantasy football nerd. I pay attention to college and a couple of these players that I'm going to talk about tonight are close to my heart. So. Didn't have to do too much on these guys. Maybe stay around and listen to to who I'm talking about.
2: What about you, Ryan? Uh, Kind of the same boat as Daniel. Typically, I'm all in on this, you know, starting end of the NFL season, but other things in life have come up. Had to uh, complete my master's degree, so that took precedence. Oh, congratulations. uh, Thank you. So I uh, have been able to start digging in in the last couple of weeks.
3: We don't have to call you master now, do we?
2: Well, exactly. once I get my uh, doctorate, then you can call me doctor.
3: Oh. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> Dr. Ryan.
0: <laughs> Dr. Norwood. There you go.
1: Dr. Norwood.
0: Please give us your observation right. on the Miami <laughs> defense, doctor. All right. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Let's, let's uh, first, before we th- dive into the athlete's. Let's talk about positions. Lewis, where do you think their most urgent need is?
0: On the offensive side, for sure. Um, You know, the offensive line, there's a good amount of guys there. I think the competition is going to come away with five guys, five starters that will do the job and do it pretty well. I think that, you know, we need, we need skilled players. Um, we still need them. I mean, we so you're have you're okay
1: with Eichenberg and Jackson?
0: Mike, you know, <laughs> they were, they're draft picks. They're high draft picks. You know, I said in last week's podcast, you know, we got to hope for the best. You know, we hope that they develop. If they don't, then, you know, it is what it is. But I think that they're going to have every opportunity- and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't see them taking an offensive lineman in that third round. I just don't see it. I think that, that they feel that these guys will step up and they'll have, as I said, five starters that come out of this uh, to where they're very comfortable with them. Um, now, four.
1: They have four picks.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying five offensive linemen. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. I'm talking about five guys across the yep. offensive line that they're comfortable with. Now... You know, at the skill position, I think that we're, we're, we're thin. You know, the wide receiver, if you lose a hill or you lose a waddle, you're, you're really down to not an awful lot. Um, you know, the tight end position is extremely thin. I, I think you almost have to go in that direction. I really do. Maybe, maybe even a running back, even though we have a lot of veterans. Uh, we have four of them on this roster. I think that, you know, if you get a running back, that's going to make a difference in a football game. And going forward, you know, you let some of these guys go. You know, you go that route. But it has to be offense. We need offense. Um, you know, I, I think the tight end position is vital for us. I, they need a playmaker out of that
1: position. So and there's that's, a good that's where you're looking in the second round.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I think that there still may be a few on the board that, um, you know, that are, that are capable football players and guys that can actually be productive on our football team, you know, we don't want draft picks that are going to come in and we don't NBA see projects, right? We don't see, we don't see them, right? We just yeah. don't see them. We need guys that are going to be productive right out of the gate. I mean, we don't want them to be superstars right out of the gate, but you know, when you when you draft a guy and you have him come out and he produces to some extent right away you know you got a football player there um you know no projects uh this team's on the verge <laughs> they got to get guys that are going to be able to uh you know produce and and um you know add to the team's depth at you know whatever depth we have right now you know add to it
1: sure ryan what do you think is the most pressing need
2: um kind of agree with lou tight end absolutely. Um, however. I will say there is one running back out there named Bijan Robinson that if he gets down into the 20s and he's sitting there at the end of the first round, that is a blue chip game changing player. And I could see them trading that that uh, pick at 51 and maybe trading a couple other things away to go up and get him. But I think tight end, probably offensive line. We do need a little bit more competition there. Um, but those are really the the primary positions.
3: How do you see it, Daniel? Yeah, I mean a, a little bit of what everybody has said already. I think uh, offensive line is a position we need more depth at. I don't think we go there in the third round. I think the good ones are going to be gone already. There's a talk at you know six or seven going in the first round. Yep. Tight end is definitely a need, and while I love Bijan, I think on the contrary, there's a guy named Michael Mayer, right from notre dame a tight end that if he gets to the end of the first round that's a guy we got to think about trading up to get because he's going to be an immediate producer at a tight end position that doesn't immediately produce for rookies and i think that guy's going to be a difference maker other other than that we need i mean we need a bunch of stuff lou lou has hit it on the head we need some depth at wide receiver we need some depth at defensive line but i think we're in a How position are you using pick 51 yeah, so are, are we talking about that already? What, like Might as well. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Go ahead, I, Daniel. So I composed a list of three guys that I think will be there at 51, and I do think we're in a position right now to be able to select the best guy available. And it looks like potentially how the board will fall, the best linebacker in the entire NFL draft can be there for us at 51. And while we may not need uh, tremendously a a starting linebacker to come in and produce, I think the guy out of Iowa can come in and put the green dot on his hat day one. He's the academic Heisman last year, the William Campbell Award winner, consensus AP All-American first team, Dick Buckus Award winner for top linebacker, and that's Jack Campbell out of the University of Iowa. That would be my first selection at 51.
2: Any yeah, thoughts? I, I, honestly, I had Campbell um, on uh my list. He didn't make the uh top 3, but I do have him as an alternate on my list. I think I mean, this is a guy who's 6'5, 243. He ran a 465 at the 40 uh in the combine. What he you play outside? No, he's a middle linebacker. Middle he is linebacker. a a stack mike linebacker. Um size and physicality, he processes at an un- incredible speed. Um he has all the intangibles. He's a defensive leader and I think, you know, his his downside is coverage, but in a Fangio defense, I think he could uh he could definitely thrive there and I know you're talking about him in the second round, Dan, but due to positional uh value, I think he actually might fall to the third round. So, that's a possibility.
0: Yeah, I mean, huh. Interesting. I mean, I'm looking at tight end. I'm staying at tight end. And you've got a shot at a guy like a Darnell Washington, who's who's an extremely, extremely good blocker. I mean, he's tight end out of Georgia. He's six foot seven, 269 pounds, and he has ball skills. I mean, you know, there's a good possibility that this guy is going to be be there when we pick because there's a few tight ends that I wouldn't mind getting either, including <laughs> the guy that um, Daniel mentioned earlier and Michael Mayer. I don't see Mayer being there at that point. I think uh, there's a couple of guys in between Darnell Washington and mayor that are going to get drafted as well at the tight end position but this is this is a legitimate guy that could possibly be there when we draft and i mean he's he's he can block and he has some ball skills in regard to catching the football so you know we'll see i mean that's where my that's where i'm going go ahead daniel you were going to say
2: something no i was going to say oh, that yeah that was, you, that, Ryan. Yeah, that, was uh, that is the top name on my list here is darnell washington um, okay. Like you said, six foot seven, two sixty four, but he's got thirty four and five eighths inch arms. Like this is a massive dude with eleven inch hands. Yeah, uh, four six four forty. So he's pretty pretty fast at the tight end, but he is not just an okay blocker. He is an outstanding blocker at tight end, um, yeah. and maybe the
0: best out of the whole pr- crew.
2: I would I would argue he is definitely the best, and the scheme that he fits best in is a run oriented play action type scheme, which is kind of right. what we do. Um, mm-hmm. but like you said, he you know he can catch the ball, he can do things, but he's not a uh, true separator, so he's not going to have a lot of space between him and a defender. However, you know, being as big as he is, that's a red zone target all day. Yes, it's a, it's an it's
0: an
1: absolute need
2: on. It the sounds like team. a clone of
1: Gasecki who can block.
2: <laughs> it's an upgraded version of Gasecki, and maybe like, a little bit bigger. A,
0: there's no clone of Gasecki that blocks it all, okay? <laughs> that, that,
2: that, you, you,
0: look at the definition of clone, okay? <laughs> this is the complete opposite of Gesicki in regard to, you know, his blocking skills. I mean, this guy is a legitimate Well, he doesn't get a
1: lot of separation and that's what I was referring to. Oh, well, okay. In can, that aspect, He can break yes. a tackle though. Yeah, that's, well, yes. see, I, he should be able to break a tackle at that size. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly. I mean, this guy is, you might, I mean, I like him a lot, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll, We'll see. I mean, I think legitimately he can be there. Legitimate. This is a guy that should get drafted right around when we're drafting. And if he's there, I would love to see them take him. Yeah, the Bills
1: will take him right before we get up to (laughs) go. Yeah,
0: yeah, they need a tight end too, for the love of God. So please, Mike, don't, you know. Do they draft before us in the second round? I don't know. I don't think
1: so. (laughs) I don't think so either. Come on.
0: All right. So what else you got?
1: Well, uh, it, Ryan, you, you got your first pick in, right?
2: Uh, Darnell Washington. That was my first yep. name. Yep.
1: Okay, so we we're leaning towards Darnell, right?
2: I, I would believe so. Yeah, it sounds like it.
3: Yeah, and I don't have any issues with Darnell. He's a guy <laughs> on the board as well for me, but I think he'll be gone already. So I like a guy like Sam Laporta at tight end. There, another Iowa boy, but has nothing to do with my ties I to the Hawkeyes. The linebacker. Yeah, yeah. That's my first choice. Okay. Sounds but he like got. We're if if talking about tight hand. ends. we were talking about tight ends, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, Laporte, Listen, Laporte is no slouch either. No. Nope. You know, I mean, I.
1: You know, I've seen a lot of mocks that uh, mock him to us.
0: Yeah. Which is a possibility as well. I mean, you know, there's listen, there's a lot of good tight ends coming out this year. I mean, that's the one positive, and it's it's our. I th- I feel it's our biggest need. We're going to be in a situation where one of these guys is going to be there because I, I just can't see six or seven tight ends coming off the board.
1: Right. Exactly. You know,
0: before we pick at 51. I mean, teams are in need. You're going to see a ton of offensive linemen, defensive backs, you know, that sort of thing. Quarterbacks. Re- quarterbacks, yeah. a few quarterbacks, wide receivers coming off the board. There's 50 guys, you know, that, that come off the board before. seven tight, Six, seven tight ends, four, five tight ends are involved in that batch. You know, I, I'm going to be surprised. You know, I think there's a good amount of tight ends in the NFL right now that teams are happy with. I just don't know how many teams are in absolute need of a tight end as we are. So we'll see.
1: All right, who's barking? I don't know. It wasn't my end, was it? That's all I was checking.
2: I have one, but she's not barking.
1: All right. So uh, who's your second pick, Ryan?
2: All right. So, um, again, I had Laporta as one of my alternates. However, my second pick is Cody Motch. He is a uh, left tackle at North Dakota State. He is 6'5", or 302 pounds. Um, while he plays left tackle, he is projected to be more of a left guard in the NFL. Um, he wins with angles. He excels in a zone-based scheme. Again, that's what we do. Light feet, great balance, great body control. His main downside is he has short arms, so he's yep. uh, 32 and 3-8-inch arms, yep. and uh, that allows defenders to bull rush and kind of sure. get inside on him, and he doesn't possess the power to really counter that. Um, so I think if you kick him inside to guard, he can be one of those guys who pulls, who gets in space, gets to the second level, and can create more... Uh, running lanes for our backs to get through.
1: But we need a tackle.
2: Do we need a tackle? I mean, we need a guard, too.
1: Well, we need a swing tackle.
2: I mean, he could be a swing tackle who, you know, maybe he lines up, he beats out Eichenberg and Jackson for that left guard, and then he plays, you know, he's the backup swing tackle if needed.
1: Yep. Daniel? Yeah. (laughs) Who's your second? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Sam LaPorta was my number two. Okay. uh, Simply because I think that a couple of the other tight end prospects will be gone, and Sam LaPorta offers uh, a little bit of everything. I think he's the total package. He struggles a little bit in line, but uh, most of these guys do.
2: A little bit smaller, too, only six foot three, but he's another guy who may be there uh, at our next pick in round three.
1: Lewis? (laughs) Lewis?
0: Tight end, tight I end. Mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you know Laporte is a guy. I mean, listen, right here, I'm going tight end all the way. The, the offensive lineman, an offensive lineman that that I feel will make a difference or would be a better pick than guys that we have in camp right now, I don't think are going to be there. I think you're you're going to get into a situation where you're reaching. And you know we've seen enough of that. We don't want projects. We don't want reaches. We want a legitimate guy coming in and contributing. And I think that you know Porter, any of these tight ends that are projected to go in this area, and there's three or four of them, are are going to be fine. But those those guys would be my picks. And, are you concerned
2: uh, at all that tight end typically takes about two to three years to really adjust? No, I don't think so. I
0: think you know I think that that's. You know, Ryan, I think that's a fairy tale sort of. It's speak. not. I mean, I don't. I don't buy into it, Mike. I just don't. I mean, I. I think in today's college game, these guys are so far advanced. Now, I know you're at a different level in the NFL, but the tight ends are becoming such an important part in college football
2: now as well. They, they are, but they- as you know, essentially, you know, large slot receivers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, These guys are 20, 21 years old, and they're not fully developed physically. Mm -hmm. And that takes time. So, you know, to ask them to be a solid blocker, most of them are not going to be that coming right out of college. You know, they've they've got uh, training to do.
0: Mm -hmm. But, you know, Mike, I'm not looking at it, you know, from that that angle. I'm looking at it as a pass receiving tight Mm -hmm. end, because you have Smythe, who... Does an adequate job as a blocker. Now, if
2: you get he is you know, is he still on the team? I thought we were down yes. to a. Okay, he's the last guy then.
0: No, Smite. yeah, Smite's still okay. with us. And, Smite's probably your starter. <laughs> he, well, he is your starter right now because there's there's really nobody else on the roster. But yeah, you know if you you know we already talked about um, you know the, the first tight end we discussed. And for the love of God, guys, if we get Washington. I mean, you know, you've got a guy that can do both. And I'm telling you right from now, you know, you're drafting him at 51. This guy is going to step on the field, and he's going to be better than anybody we have on that roster, including Smythe.
1: I I totally agree. There's no no doubt.
0: You know, so if you're able to do that, great. Now, you know, obviously as you you fall back and you go to a guy like Laporta – You know, he may need some work, but you want a guy that they can put on the field in passing situations and make plays. And, you know, that's where I'm looking, Mike. You know, if you get the total package, fantastic, but we need a playmaker from that tight end position.
1: I'm not arguing. (laughs) Uh, You know, that position's been ugly, so hopefully they can find a solution that that can uh, last a while and get the job done. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we've talked uh, tight ends and, and we've talked uh, inside linebacker. Uh, nobody's talking running back.
2: Not at this point, no. Well, I mean, I I in preparation for this, I ran through you know a handful of mock drafts on my own computerized uh-huh. mock drafts, and there was about two out of the seven that I did where Bijan Robinson fell to us. Really? And that is if if for whatever reason that happens, we run that card in, we take him and you know we smile all the way home.
3: Wait a second. Is that the same mock draft simulator you said Jack Campbell and Sam Laporta would be there in the third?
2: Yes. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Little homerism on your part there, but it's a possibility given the position that Jack Campbell plays, stack linebacker and Laporta's size.
1: But, um, yeah, Dan Daniel is definitely a, a homer. Just when uh, it I mean comes to Iowa. again,
2: I have both those guys on my list here, but I have them in the third round more than I have them in the second round.
3: Well, to your point, Mike, my number 3 guy is a running back. And I'm afraid though if Bijan does go top 10, it's going to push this guy up the board a little too far to fall to us. But I'm looking at a guy named Jameer Gibbs here. He was dra- he went to uh Georgia Tech his first couple of years
1: and Yeah, that's that's what most of the mocks are saying. He
3: has mm-hmm. incredible uh vision and instincts. He can catch out of the backfield like nobody's business. He, just quick and agile and has everything you want in the new NFL's uh R B position. So he'd be a guy that I would run the draft card up to if, you know, some of these other guys were gone we were talking about.
1: And who gets the pink slip?
3: No, I mean, it would have to be Gaskin or Ahmed. Yeah, it would clearly be one of those two.
1: Yeah, the way they use the backs, I would figure it's Gaskin, but we'll see.
3: Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to think that, um, you know, Gaskin will leapfrog Ahmed because Ahmed obviously played over him quite a bit last year. And he actually did a decent job, you know, when he was, in fact, on the field. Now, well, when, Gaskin hit
3: IR last year though too because he got hurt. So yep, right,
0: right. I, I think Ahmed at this point is the better football player, regardless. You know, um, I think you know, he's faster.
1: My, you know, I just think he's faster.
0: I think he fits. I think he fits our um, our offense a little bit better than Gaskin too. does per yeah. se.
1: You know, me too.
0: But we'll see. We'll see. I think you could toss them both up in the air and, you know, you're not going to get much of a difference between the two. I think, like you said, Ahmed's just a little bit faster. The pass catching, they're both kind of equal, right? I would you say you guys so. agree yeah. with that?
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, who hasn't given a third pick?
2: Uh, I'll give my third one. Um, I'll give you your tackle here, Mike. Uh, Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle out of Syracuse. Uh, mm-hmm. He's 6'5", 318 pounds. Uh, Again, good range. He's a a pulling offensive lineman, so he's got that athleticism.
3: Uh,
2: Very, very strong in his backside blocks. Perfect for his own running scheme. Uh, He's got solid base, quick feet. Uh, He's got good length for a tackle, so nice long arms. Uh, But he, again, he might be one of those guys who fails inside, so they stick him at right tackle, and then if he doesn't work out, they kick him into you know guard, kind of like they did with Hunt. Um, but I, I think he's another guy who is not strong. He doesn't rely on strength. He's good with his technique, good with his angles, good with his positioning, and his strength is secondary. So I, I think he would be a good swing tackle, but I think he would be a better guard at the NFL level.
1: When you look at Hunt, you see a guard. Yes. Just physically. Yep. You yeah, know, absolutely. He looks like a guard. Yep. So I'm sure that's why they've been persistent in keeping him there, you know, because he really does have that that size and bulk about him. Yes. I would not be unhappy if they draft a lineman uh, third. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you're probably taking somebody who is going to need some work. Absolutely. I
0: like a guy at the linebacker position. You know, we've got Baker. He's a little bit long in the tooth now. How many? How many years has he been in? Is this going to be year six or seven?
3: No, I don't. I he's think. not got his next contract yet, right? So this is going to year four, year five, at the right. most. Yep. Year four, right. I think, because he was a second rounder, right? So,
0: yep we did we did bring in Little Junior, but we lost Roberts. Um, you know, the linebacker position. You've got a little bit of depth there, but there's a guy named Cam Jones at Indiana that I like a lot. I mean, he is a, he's a beast. He got hurt um, last year, but if you look at some of the things he did the year prior, I mean, this guy is a force to be reckoned with. I think that if he's still around um, and the tight ends are all off the board, he would not be a bad fit for our football team. Six three
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. If he can cover, he's got a job.
0: Yep. Well, I love guys that can go in and just knock the shit out of people, Mike. And this guy, you know, listen. That was he, the old NFL. Yeah, I, I get it. But, you <laughs> well, know, we, we've got a lot of guys on our football team that can do. He, he got hurt. He hurt his foot. And it, it, but over over a span, Mike, he had racked up 24 defensive stops and eight pressures from 28 pass rushing nice. snaps. I mean, this guy—that's crazy. This guy is a football player. He's legitimate, and he legitimately can be there. Um, there's there's a few other linebackers that are ranked ahead of him ahead of him that could possibly be there as well. But I like him. I think he's going to drop a little bit because of the injury, but yep. it's not going to affect him in any way, a foot injury. It's not a knee. It's not, you know, it's not a situation where um, well, you know,
1: you know uh, it's going
0: <laughs> to hinder him. Go
1: McCuffey ahead. Duffy had to retire over a toe injury, so you never know.
0: Right. Right, right, right. But um, anyway. All right.
1: So is there anything else you guys want to add?
0: In regard to the draft? Yes. Well... I mean, we do have a few other picks. And where do, where are they, Mike?
1: In sixth form, and seventh round.
0: Sixth and seventh round. So will we see a guy like Will Mallory around in the sixth round? He's a tight end out of Miami who's 6'5", 245. He's not a bad football player either if we don't get the tight end in the third round. Is he still there? I would think so, right? He's supposed to go in day three. You know, he's a guy that maybe we look at somewhere down the line in the draft. Um, not a bad football player. He had 115 career catches at UM. So, you know, he's a guy that maybe you rolled the dice on in the sixth round.
2: Maybe. Yeah, looking maybe. at those later rounds, I I kind of was looking more into running back and uh, corner. Right. A lot of, lot of good corners are going to be available in the sixth and seventh round this year
1: then you look at a corner. If that's true.
2: <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> because we need depth.
2: We need yep. depth, and, you know, X is not going to be around forever. you got to start right. considering, you know, that's what are right. we going to do when he's gone? Yep. Hmm. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed.
1: He may be gone already, and we just don't know it. Well, mm-hmm.
2: I think, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I think this zone scheme change is going to, you know, do wonders for him, because he's not going to have to rely on his speed or anything anymore. He's going to be More focused on the play in front of him and being able to read and react rather than chasing guys.
1: Well, if you read and react wrong, you end up chasing.
2: (laughs) He's got he's got the experience, and I think he's got the the work ethic that Uh it won't be a problem for him.
1: Okay, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm hoping for the best. You know, you hope that was just an injury related year and. uh, not him losing some speed. That's all
2: right. And I mean, there he's posted yeah. uh, some videos on his Instagram and a couple of other social I don't media care sites. About he's, all that? Well, that, egg, that
1: means nothing to me.
2: He's he is in person at voluntary camps doing all the work. He's oh, there well, early. Great. So, how many he, millions buying, is
1: he making this year?
2: And he <laughs> he has every right to skip these workouts, but he's there. Well, he Who are we be? talking about? Alex.
1: He's one of your highest paid players on a team. He should be at least working, you know? <laughs> X-Man will be
0: fine. I think I so. I think
1: he will, too. Uh, but there's always a little bit of doubt because of the year he had last year. hmm So, until he comes back and shows that he's that he's right, you know, you don't know.
0: Yep. I think having Ramsey opposite him is going to make a world of difference, and you know, I mean, hopefully it helps our safeties as well, you know, mm-hmm. to where they can do a little bit more freelancing. Than- well,
1: they're going to with Fangio. Yeah. That's, that's almost a certainty.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, you know, with all that being said, I think I think that helps X-Man to, to the extreme. Yeah. When you're put out on an island, you know, game in and game out. And I've said this over and over again, you're going against the best athletes in the in in the world at that at the wide receiver position. Right now, they're the best athletes on the football field, uh, week in and week out. I mean, you just think about the guys that he went against game in and game out last year. And you know, you can't expect a guy to be perfect. It's not gonna happen, not at his age. Um, you know, the minute you lose him, people are gonna appreciate him to an extreme. Of course, of mm-hmm. course. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. And the defense will, will suffer mercifully. Um, you know, we've seen it. So, you know, as Ryan was saying, I mean, guy, the guy's going to be there. He's got to be excited about his new coach, his new defensive coordinator over the fact that they brought in Ramsey. I mean, they, you know, there's just a lot of things. Listen, if I was a football player on the Miami defense right now, I'd I'd be extremely happy. I'd be like, "Wow, we've got a lot of guys here." And I talked about us, not only our 11 starters, but there's four, five, six other guys that are going to be big contributors on that side on that side of the football. And it's going to be a fun thing to watch. I mean, I just can't wait till the season starts with that unit. I just can't wait. I'm ready. Yeah, you sound very enthused, there, Mike.
2: <laughs> I am.
1: I like what they've done with the defense.
0: How can you not be enthused? <laughs> yeah. You did, yeah. Okay. I was just being a little sarcastic there, Mike. You know. Oh, I know. Go I- ahead.
3: I have two late round names that that maybe to pay attention to if we don't go um like running back in in the earlier rounds. Eric Gray's a guy out of Oklahoma who has had tremendous production who I think has a chance to be successful as a late round pick. And uh, speaking of wide receivers and and picking up some depth and a guy who could be a real playmaker, uh, watch out for the name Parker Washington. Looks like he's going to be he's projected around the sixth round right now. I think that he'd be a great sixth round pick. You you can find
1: some good receivers late in most of these drafts. Yes. You can. You just have to pick the right guy. That's
0: Listen, all. in the third round, you know, if if we decide to go that route, there'll be guys there. You know, and like you said, Mike, it's you know, it's kind of hit and miss. I mean, we've we've missed a lot in regard to those rounds over the last ten some odd years. If you go back and you look at guys that we drafted around that you know, that third, fourth round.
1: Deontay Carew. Yeah, they they
0: just they just haven't panned out for you us know. for one reason or another. So it, it's always a crapshoot when it comes to these wide receivers. But my goodness, if you can snatch one that um you know that falls under the radar that just You know becomes...
1: Lewis, I would think that would be one of the easiest positions to scout.
0: You would think so, Mike, but at the college level, when you step up to the to the NFL level I mean, man, you you just have to you have to be lights out good. I mean, you you just do. Oh, there's I mean, no
1: question. I mean, I get all that, but
0: we've seen I, a ton of guys that excelled at the you know at the college level, and I mean excelled at the college level to an extreme that have been bust. average at yeah. best. Well, yeah. not not so much bust, but you know they become mediocre players in the NFL. You know, if they do make rosters, they become. Average, you know we we need guys that are going to be you know game changer you know type of players you know maybe you get lucky there. I think that a few of these tight ends can be really good football players.
1: Um I forget the round the Chiefs drafted Hill in. I think it was the sixth, if I'm not mistaken. Who? Tyreek Hill. Mike?
0: Oh, Tyreek. Yeah, what round was he? Pretty drafted? sure it was the
3: fifth. Fifth round, yes. I
0: think. Yeah, fifth. I believe it was. It yeah, it right
3: was there. down there. I, I, I'm not sure the exact yes. round, but yes, he fell not because of his potential as a receiver, but because of off the field stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: 2016, round five, pick
1: 165. What was what was a knock against him?
3: Oh, he had all kinds of drama coming off the field. I think yeah, a domestic incident right before oh. the draft yep. really gotcha. pushed his stock way down.
1: Yep. Okay, that'll do it.
0: That'll do it. That'll do the yeah. trick. But you know what? If we benefit from it, <laughs> what do we care? Right? As long as the guy has his head straight and he gets his well, life I mean, in order, you know.
1: Yep. That's what Greer said when Tunsil had that um, marijuana mask on. Yep. What exactly. do we care? Let's get him. <laughs> we right. knew about that. Let's already. get him.
0: Right. The guy's a great football player. He yeah. smokes a little weed, so be it. Yep. You know, <laughs> who doesn't, Mike? <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about um, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, if you guys don't mind, because that was obviously the biggest news in the oh, NFL. Are we not going to talk
1: about that all season?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope not, Mike. I mean, I hope we're talking about our guys, you know, before we talk about Aaron Rodgers. The uh-huh. only the only way we want to talk about Aaron Rodgers is the fact that if, in fact, he is underachieving which you never know, you know, at his age, that is a possibility. You know, I compare that move to Brady going over to Tampa, you know, where they had a lot of good pieces in place and he was the, the final piece to the puzzle. You know, I think the Jets are in a, in a, in a good place right now. Are they a complete team? <laughs> you know, Mike, I think that they're – they're, they're kind of close. I mean, if Reese comes back healthy at that running back position on the offensive side, they're pretty damn close. I mean, they yeah. don't have a tight end, but, you know, Rodgers finds ways of making, you know, average tight ends better than what they actually are. You know, he's done it before. Same with some of his receivers. So, and he's got actually some really good receivers over there. So, you know, I, I think that – um you know, for the Jets, I think it was extremely smart move because I don't like the kid that they drafted. Um, I don't think that they feel <laughs> no, obviously they don't. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, he's going to back up now, and they said that he's going to learn from him and this and that. But you know, I mean, he he may wind up developing, but I think they 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 made a smart move. They have the draft picks. They had the draft picks. They don't have them anymore but they had the draft picks to you know to make a move like that. So why not, right? I mean, you all know. all they did was swapping first. Yeah. Co- yeah. still a first. <laughs> right. They still got
3: first. Right. And what did they do down, what, next two spots?
2: year? A first.
3: Yeah, they moved down no, two spots and gave up a couple They moved from, fifth, next year. from
2: 13 to 15 and gave yeah. up a couple of uh, picks for next year. There's a uh, compensatory for next year, or right. not compensatory, but there's a pick that if Rodgers plays X number of snaps 65%. or whatever. Conditional. Yeah. yeah. Then they give up a, another first round or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's a conditional pick.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And yeah, yeah, I you're almost certain that yeah, 65% of the plays, unless he gets hurt, yep. he's obviously going to be out there 65% of the time. I mean, but, you know, it, it, it was it was a smart move on their part because they feel that they're right there and that they were a quarterback away. From, you know, from being a real competitive football team. And you know, he's the type of guy that you know, with the right people around them can make a difference. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's going to be an interesting season. Our division is going to be incredibly see, the competitive. The same thing about us, right?
1: If, if Tua comes in and, and plays well, then, then we should be able to compete with the uh, big dogs in the division.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Tua is the big question mark. Um You know, going into the season, because I think the team is is pretty doggone good otherwise you know we could use a couple playmakers as we've already talked about on offense to surround him with, and uh, you know guys that can just you know just change games with big plays um you know waddle and hill, you know they do their part for the most part, you know waddle's got to come back with a better season than what he had last year um. Not that he had a horrible year, but too many you know, drops. Too many drops, a couple big fumbles in games that were, you know, that that hurt us quite a bit. I mean, big plays, you know, when you counted upon, you know, you needed to count upon him uh late in games, he made some big mistakes. So he'll get better uh, at it. Yeah. I mean
1: He's a talented kid.
0: Absolutely talented. No question about it. We need we need a third guy that can do those type of things. So you know, but Tua is is the key to this whole football season because the defense, I think, is going to do their job. I think the offensive line will be more than adequate as long as we stay healthy, and um, the running backs are going to be more than adequate. You know, they're a decent group; they're not great, but they're decent. You know, um, you well, know, they're you right could, you about could put of that
1: "stay healthy" moniker on every position group because you know it doesn't take long to do, You know, for like. Our cornerbacks dropped last year. It just doesn't take long to get into your depth and you know, you struggle.
0: Yeah, we found a lot we found out a lot about guys, you know, when we when we kept digging deeper and deeper into yep. our, our our secondary and um, you know, they didn't embarrass themselves at any no, point they did last not, year. But
1: they certainly weren't one of the best secondaries in the league.
0: By no means. Right. But but understandably.
1: Yep. Yep. So so, I mean, Kohu, you got to be kind of excited about, right? Oh, he'll, he'll be back, and and hopefully, Needham is is recovered and and physically able to pick up where he left off.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Go ahead, Mike.
1: Go, no, go ahead.
0: No, with the Rogers move, I want I want you guys to to tell me how the the division lays out now. You know, now that this is finalized, and you know these teams now. Obviously, we have a draft ahead of us as well, but. You know, right now, is it stands... assuming each you know, team improves guys-
1: themselves in the draft of you know, in, in positions of, of need? Uh, I personally think that that is a, it's a three team race. You know, you just throw your hat in and hope you're there at the end, right? But how do you see it, Mike?
0: I mean, you know, that's fine, you can say that about the whole AFC, but. How do you see our division laying out? Where do you see us? I
1: think it's tough to separate the top three. I honestly do. Okay, uh, all three of them have good defenses, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that that's that's pretty much a wash. Uh, when you start looking at the offensive side of the ball, uh, I think the Jets might have a little bit more talent than Buffalo outside. Um, I think we have a little more talent than Buffalo outside. So I, I kind of think it's between us and the Jets. Hmm. What do you guys think?
2: I'm going to say it's Buffalo until it's not Buffalo because I mean, they've won the division. So I'm going to go with Buffalo, but we have seen Josh Allen kind of towards the end of the year. He uh, is not as good as he was during the mid-part in the beginning of the year. So I think that plays a lot into it. And I don't know. I mean, New York is still New York. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to coaching and it's do you Sala's like their coach, coach or Sal is a very good coach? You, you know, if it came down to Miami and the Jets, you got a, you know, a great defensive coach against a great offensive coach, and it's going to be a tough call. I think our defense might be able to handle their offense a little bit more uh, rather than their defense handling our offense, assuming, you know, everything goes to plan.
3: There's so many questions. I think the Leslie Frazier loss on the, as the DC for Buffalo is going to be bigger than people anticipate. Yeah. I think Josh Allen has question marks about turning the ball over. Aaron Rodgers, we're not sure if he's the same quarterback we've seen before. The MVP days looked like they were over last year, even though he pulled out a W in Miami last year. And, and I think our potential is higher than it's ever been. So, saying at this moment how I think it's going to f- fall, I. I'm not sure I know and I am not really sure. Well, none of
0: us know, Daniel. Uh,
3: I I know and I if you listen to the bookmakers, it's going to be Buffalo, New York, Miami. But okay. I think final 2 weeks of the season them. we're fighting for the AFC crown, AFC East crown. I think it comes down to the final 2 weeks of the season and I'm just not sure.
0: In my opinion, you know, I think Buffalo definitely took a step back mm-hmm. last year. Um I, they were they were beatable they didn't, we felt that they were going to be even better because, you know, you get that playoff experience, you know, Josh Allen is getting better and better. They rely entirely too much on him. I think that, you know, as we need a few more playmakers, Buffalo definitely does. I mean, they have digs and, you know, their running back position is is adequate. Tight end position is adequate. Um, You know, the guys that play around digs the you know the, the number twos the number threes are adequate they're not great so you know when you rely on Allen to do everything obviously there's a lot of pressure on him and he does turn the ball over their defense you know you mentioned the loss of Frazier but you know they took a step backwards last year I didn't think their defense was nearly as good as it was the two years prior so you know when I look at Buffalo you know, I see a team that may very well have peaked unless they add and, you know, bring in some really good football players in this draft and, um, you know, tweak a couple of things. I think they may have peaked. Um, And I think we're right there with them. I think our defense in the division is probably the best one among the three. Now, the Jets are are pretty solid defense as well. And they've got some some good players there. But I still think that our defense is the best in the league. So it comes down to you know Tua on the offensive side in regard to us and Aaron Rodgers on the offensive side in regard to the Jets. And I think that that's what this division is going to come down to. I truly believe that we're going to leapfrog Buffalo in the division and I think that, you know, we're going to be competing against the Jets to win the division. It's going to be extremely tough, but our defense is is just going to be that good, I think. I think, you know, there's not really a lot of weaknesses across the board. And um, So we
1: both think it's between the Jets and the Dolphins.
0: I do. You do. Ryan said. Buffalo. The, I mean, I said B- it's Buffalo, Buffalo until right.
2: it's not. But, you know, we yes. beat Buffalo. We split with them last year, so I would not be at all surprised if you know buffalo finishes third in division this year either
1: Mhm.
0: yep
2: i got it i
0: like it give me some more of it
1: <laughs> that's all you're getting <laughs> all right we're about out of time here
0: i think we are out of time like
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> daniel yeah we're out of time did you have anything else you wanted to add? <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. I'm just checking.
0: I think Daniel's doing homework or something while we're doing this. He seems,
1: he seems preoccupied. He's looking up all the Iowa football players. In draft
3: card. Nope. I'm just, I'm just here to listen.
1: <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me this evening. And, uh, Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back next week, uh, and we'll go over that draft and uh, see how we did. So until then, fins up, everybody. Fins up.
0: Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins.
1: All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is proudly part of the DolphinStock.com network. Check out their site. There's all kinds of articles and podcasts, which you'll enjoy. Until next time, be well and take care. Network.